Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. All right, this is a word association game. When I say Bay Bridge rush hour, what do you say? Frustration, anxiety, regret that I didn't take part. Doom, gloom, and misery. You start to see whether cars are flying past or there's already traffic building up. It's either hope or horrible disappointment. Stopping and going and stopping and going. All that goes through your mind is I am trapped with cars on every side of me and the last time I saw a video of this Bay Bridge is it was collapsing in an earthquake. Paralyzing terror. That's what comes to If you are someone who crosses the Bay Bridge on a daily basis, you know it is an often painfully slow and tiresome experience. Traffic is terrible. In December, Senator Dianne Feinstein began calling for a new Bay Bridge, a so-called Southern Crossing, to go in south of the current Bay Bridge. This isn't the first time the idea has come up, not by a long shot. As soon as the Bay Bridge was completed in the 1930s, people wanted a second bridge. Even back then, traffic was terrible. Did you know the great American architect Frank Lloyd Wright designed a bridge to cross the San Francisco Bay? Duncan Keith of San Jose did. He studied architecture in school. It would have been brilliant, and I think it would have been very influential and possibly changed the course of how other bridges subsequent to it would have been designed. But Wright's vision for that second bridge never materialized. Duncan wants to know, why not? I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious, where we answer a new listener question about the Bay Area each week. KQED Silicon Valley arts reporter Rachel Myro takes us back to the bridge that never was. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, 
Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Frank Lloyd Wright loved the Bay Area, but you wouldn't know it because there just aren't a lot of his buildings around here. Seven or eight, depending on how you count them, including the houses. That's Paul Turner, a professor emeritus in architectural history at Stanford. He's the author of Frank Lloyd Wright and San Francisco, a book that's as much about the projects that didn't get built as the ones that did. Frank Lloyd Wright actually designed close to 30 projects for the Bay Area. And uh, they include some of his most unusual and, and really amazing uh, buildings. For example, his first skyscraper was designed for Market Street in San Francisco. But Wright never got the commission for a San Francisco skyscraper, just as he never got a commission to design another Bay Bridge. In the late 1940s, Wright was competing for projects all across the country. A Bay Area engineer and fan of Wright's suggested he throw his hat in the ring for a proposed second Bay Bridge. If there was some project that he found interesting, he would do the design and then just hope it would get built, that he could promote it and he'd hope it would get built. That was in 1949, and Wright would spend the rest of his life, the last decade, trying to win over decision makers in California because he fell in love with his own proposal, which he called the Butterfly Bridge. The structure had the form of the thorax and wings of a butterfly in reinforced concrete, and it's beautiful sculptural form when you look at the drawings that he did of it. I can't say I see the butterfly in the Butterfly Bridge, I'd say, well, this is a family program. Okay, from overhead, it looks like a giant lady part suspended in the center of two concrete strings. Of course, you can't sell a bridge calling it that. Or can you? Let's all visualize together that we're watching promotional drone footage. We lift off from the San Francisco end of the bridge at the terminus of Army Street, now Cesar Chavez. Long, curved concrete arms stretch across the water towards Oakland, carrying six lanes of traffic and two pedestrian walkways. These two arches that are the roadways for the the bridge separate at the center and supported a hanging garden. People driving across the bridge could pull off into this landscape park and enjoy the views uh, from high above over the kind of crazy idea that uh, traffic going across the bay would stop and there'd be enough room for parking and everything. But that was the idea. But Wright couldn't get the state to adopt the plan. The engineers in Sacramento were able to say, well, it's just not worked out in enough detail. We don't think it's going to work. It's too radical. Thank you very much, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, no bridge was, was, was built at all. They, they, ultimately, they decided it wasn't necessary because a few years later, people started talking about BART under the bay. And so that became the solution to this traffic problem. Wright called that idea suicidal, which, well, turns out to be an overstatement as the Transbay BART tube is still going strong after more than 40 years. But even as he neared the end of his life, Wright never stopped trying to sell his bridge. Here he is in his mid-80s, making a pitch on KPIX TV in 1953. Extremely light construction. And it also seems to undulate, doesn't it, as the sea would? Yes, well, it's 
intimate with the water, and the reflection is needed to complete the beauty of the bridge. In the end, Wright died, and with it, serious thoughts of doing something with his plans, especially after the new expanded San Mateo Bridge opened in 1967. Every now and then, for if people talk about uh, an extra possible bridge, there'll be stories in the newspaper. So it still captivates the imagination of the, of the public because it is so beautiful. That story was from Silicon Valley arts reporter Rachel Myro. So what does our question asker, Duncan Keith of San Jose, what does he think? Should we resurrect Frank Lloyd Wright's Butterfly Bridge? As much as I would like to see this bridge have been built, that was for a different time. These days, if we're going to make any investment, it ought to be in transportation and getting trains across the bay, not cars. We have enough cars already, and you know, throwing more cars across the bay is just going to make the traffic situation on the peninsula in San Francisco worse. You can check out photos of Wright's plans for yourself at baycurious.org. And hey, while you're there, be sure to cast a ballot in our latest voting round. You can help us decide which of these questions we should tackle next. What's the history of the Mission Burrito? Do Lyft and Uber really increase street congestion? What is the story about Mount Umanum and its cube building? Hmm, lots of good options. Let us know which one to choose. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. We'll be back next week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Thank you.